Hey, hey, what's going on, influencers? Welcome back to the Stan Rada Podcast. Hey, if it's your very first time listening to the show, uh, what we are all about here on the Stan Rada Podcast is simply equipping and developing Christian influencers. If you want to grow in your leadership influence, if you want to lead a life of significance, I think you've made a great decision to be here, uh, to be a part of this conversation and this show uh, with this wonderful growing community we have here um, at the podcast. Hey, I'm your host, Stan Rada, and last week we began a series of podcasts just working our way through Easter. Yes, Easter is just barely over a month away. It is so close. It's coming if you are a pastor, ministry leader, volunteer, and this is the first you're hearing that Easter is coming up. Uh, let me be the first to encourage you to go ahead and grab a seat, grab a brown paper bag, take a few deep breaths. Uh, but it's all good because for the next few weeks we are walking through some Easter topics. So we talked a little bit last week about Easter events, and on the show today we're going to be talking about promoting your Easter services. How do you kind of stand out from the crowd when there's dozens and dozens of other churches in your community also sharing what they have going on this Easter? And so how do you kind of distinguish yourself, separate yourself a little bit, uh, just so people know who you are, what you have going on, but you don't just get lost in all the white noise of advertising and promoting and all that stuff. And and so we're just going to have a conversation today where we are going to talk through some uh, principles, tips and tricks um, for promoting your Easter information as we get closer to Easter. I'm really excited about the guest we have on the show today. His name is Ben Osterhaus. And uh, Ben is a really good friend of mine. He owns a company, a branding company called Brand Army. And here at New Life, we utilize Ben a lot for so much of our graphic design, um, all kinds of backgrounds, posters, flyers, business cards. All the branding stuff we do flows through Ben Osterhaus. And so I'm excited to talk with him uh, on today's show to get some insight from a guy who's very good at what he does about some branding, promotion, and just how we stand out from the crowd as we approach Easter. So we're going to jump into this conversation with Ben and just talk through some of those things and maybe even discuss some of his questionable music tastes. And so we're going to have a little bit of fun with that also. All right, let's jump into the conversation with Ben Osterhaus. All right, everybody, I'm here with my friend Ben Osterhaus. Ben, say hi to everybody. What's up? <laughs> I love it when the, I love it when my guests come on and have like a funny a funny thing they do at the beginning. I think Tom does that too. That's well, good. We're gonna start with high energy. We yeah, we gotta go. Like, hey, yeah, you gotta welcome go. Welcome everybody. Absolutely, you gotta go high energy. Get it out there. I love it. That's good. That's good. Hey, uh, Ben. So I've already kind of introduced everybody to you a little bit, but why don't you go ahead, just for everybody else's sake, and just kind of share with them um, who you are, what you do, and all the stuff you have going with with Brand Army. Awesome. Uh, I run Brand Army, as you know, and it is coming up on year six. And started this after 10 years of being in advertising and branding and just felt like uh, wanted to do something more closely related with, with clients and just apply my personal philosophy to branding and advertising to them more hands-on than I was. And so, um, yeah, so right now I work with a variety of clients, all ranging from church planners to medium-sized churches to large churches, parachurch ministries, ministries to universities, Fortune 100 companies, food and beverage. So really, you know, it's a wide spectrum. And what's great about that is I'm able to apply and kind of cross-pollinate, um, if that even applies. I don't even know if that term applies to this. But the idea of taking kind of what works for churches and apply that to corporations, kind of the idea of authenticity and being genuine uh, with the people you're trying to reach. And then also 
the branding and advertising philosophies with corporations and help churches be more professional in the way that they're communicating and trying to reach people. So nice. Um, yeah. Yeah. I love it. Now I think I'm not exactly sure how all of it works, but I know you do a lot for, uh, for new life. Uh, how long have you been doing some branding and design work for, for new life? Essentially since I started this. So I've been working, uh, yeah, I've partnered with new life for about six years. Actually, before I went full time doing brand army, I was working with New Life part-time, kind of helping out with uh, different projects, especially during the launch, pre-launch of the end zone. So, Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that started, I think, uh, April, to be specific, April of 2011, I think. Was, yeah, that sounds uh, about when right. When I started working there, yeah. yeah and so um, With all the boom I mean, stuff. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So I think, mm -hmm. yeah, that was the initial kind of grand opening campaign and a lot of it even kind of behind the scenes preparing for opening day or even the soft launch is trying to determine what's the brand are or what's the brand what's the look and you know what is the end zone even some of the interior look and stuff yeah. so so yeah it's been yeah six years which is crazy to think about i don't know that i've ever thought or put a number sat, on sat down and think about that <laughs> yeah exactly wow six years i'm old <laughs> oh man <laughs> <laughs> and and like it do it's been three years since you helped me with the um the the branding for our campus's relaunch because you did all the branding for the entire relaunch of our campus all the you know yard signs and newspaper ads and you, you built all of that i don't know if you remember oh, going that's through right. that. uh yeah how time flies i mean three years i know man yeah. tell I me mean, about it six years three years well three it's years about time for like another big project now. yeah <laughs> we got to keep this going. <laughs> hey, you know, before speaking of speaking of this, before we really jump into the topic here, we need to talk about your uh, your taste in music because when I was chatting with you in advance of this, you said <laughs> I, I jokingly said you need some walk up music, and you totally took advantage. And I'm gonna have to find a way to work some of this into the podcast at some point, but. What what's the name of this band you wanted me to play? What was their what was their deal? Who was this? So the first one I recommended was No Effects, <laughs> which uh, it, it's retrospective. Like, okay, don't use that. I don't want anybody. Know I may that. not be able to link to them in the, yeah, in the show and, notes. Uh, but the Mutant Brain one was in a uh, commercial recently, which is kind of like uh, it's like EDM on LSD. <laughs> <laughs> if, if there's a way to kind of help listeners visualize or audio-wise what, what that is. But, I, I um, did go and listen to some of it. I'm going to have to play some later <laughs> in the show. I, it was it was some pretty interesting stuff, man. I, I don't know. It, it was definitely... I, do, I, I mean, I do find myself listening to more, like, trance house EDM or, what you know, whatever that genre. I know there's a bunch of it all together as I work because it's such a great kind of background track to occupy your, yeah. what is it, your right brain so that you can be working on something else. Similar to how, like, when you drive, if you drive somewhere, it helps you think. Oh, yeah. You know, and so it kind of occupies something there. So, but, um, but yeah. That's true, but, but have you, you noticed? Links or <laughs> but the, it's true, though, but have you noticed that whenever you're driving somewhere and you're trying to find, like, a new location, you're going to a house or a restaurant, and whenever you get closer, you crank the music down and say, hey, everybody, be quiet. i got to find this address. Have you ever noticed that? Oh, yeah. I, that just happened to me today. <laughs> I was listening to music, and I went, I was uh, going to the ATM, and I just turned off the radio. <laughs> I was just going to the ATM as a whole process, but I turned off the radio. I was like, I have to concentrate. And I, was just, I was depositing checks, and so sometimes if it doesn't read the check, Oh yeah, my goodness! Manually, what the check number was. I was like, All right, I got to remember numbers here in case it doesn't scan properly. It was a whole thing. Oh my goodness, dude, that's hilarious. <laughs> that's so hysterical. So funny. Oh man. Uh Hey, all right. Well, before we get way too sidetracked, let's get back. Uh, let's kind of jump back into our topic here and why I really wanted you to be on the show. So uh, I just recently started um, this series of podcasts called All Things Easter. And cool. uh, for people in the ministry world, this is like you know, the, the holy grail of the ministry season. Easter is like the most important 
Christian holiday. Everybody gears up for it big time. Everybody's looking forward to it. There's events associated with it. The services, you know, are always a little bit more creative. Everybody seems to step up their game at Easter. And so I started this conversation online on Facebook with, with a group I'm in and just said, hey, everybody, uh, Easter's like a month away. Don't panic, you know. Uh, but what are, the, what, are the, what are the questions you're asking? And we had some really good discussion about it there. Um, and one of the questions was simply, how do we promote Easter? How do we kind of market it in a way that helps us to to stand out from the crowd a little bit because you're everybody's in a community. Most people are in communities where there's, you know, 50 other churches or a hundred other churches. And depending upon how dense the population is, it may be even more than that. And so just the question of how do you kind of promote what you're doing at Easter and how do you kind of stand out from the crowd and kind of go a little bit beyond all the white noise to actually make an impact with what you're doing. And so naturally when that question came up, uh, one name came to mind that I said, I have to talk to this guy about this topic, and that was you, Ben. So, um, one <laughs> that of the... guy wasn't available, so then you called me, and you're like, hey, can you fill in? I, I did call three <laughs> other places first. Nobody can make it. <laughs> um, nice. So, no, no, not at all. Uh, so, uh, just wanted to ask you the question. Easter's getting close. Um, and so whenever we start talking about Easter for new life and just kind of promoting and sharing stuff going on, wanted to pitch the question to you and say, what things do um, ministry leaders, volunteers, pastors, churches, nonprofit organizations, what do they need to be keeping in mind um, when it comes to Easter and just how they stand out from the crowd? So I'll let you run with it for a bit. Cool. Um so essentially, a great starting point is to realize, I mean, if we're, if we're being honest, you have to realize that Easter, April 16th, every church in the country will be doing the exact same thing, so to speak. They're going to have banners and collateral or, you know, social media things around Easter. So especially coming from a frame of mind that everybody's going to be doing this, especially in a community with multiple churches, someone on their commute to work will see that message in whatever form, Easter service times and all are welcome in whatever form multiple times. Um, And so, yes. Yeah. So it's very important. So that's a good starting point. So trying to, so once you grasp that everybody has the same messaging for that, it's called the same thing for everybody. And how do you rise above that and essentially i guess one point to make is you need those pieces so you're going to need your collateral and your banners and your social media efforts and things like that just so you're present and and people are aware that you exist and that you're offering easter services or easter service yeah but ultimately you know i think it's trying to say i mean it is new way. I mean, if, if you're thinking how to differentiate yourself either with the service as a whole or what you're offering or, or events surrounding Easter, that's really what it's about rather than more, well, I, kind of twofold, I guess. The more you can push out that message to people, whether through social media, print, environmental if you have more banners or yard signs or a-frame signs throughout communities you can hopefully drown out you know just through quantity other churches or organizations that are competing for your audience's attention um so that's one way to do it you know if you have the capacity or the resources to produce all this collateral and kind of flood your community with that and say we exist and we're doing this and it's going to be amazing. Well, People will be more like, it's kind of the Geico approach. Right. Geico is everywhere. Yes. You know, they sponsor everything. They have multiple campaigns with multiple messages and mascots going on at any given time. So that's kind of the Geico approach to it. Well, and, that, and that's what I was going to say about your collateral. What, whenever you talked about flooding your community, what you're talking about is, you know, multiple touches. You want people to see this stuff in a in a variety of ways, in a variety of places. You're trying to flood uh, all the vi- kind of visibility options. Is there a, a rule? I know the rules changed over the years, but there used to be a rule, take six to stick. 
And has, has that gone up? Has that changed in, in communities and advertising and promotion? Do you know? Uh, I mean, I, I, even when that was first coined or that strategy, you know, it, it, it changes for everybody. You know, the first rule of advertising is never assume that you're the person you're trying to reach. Oh, that's you know, kind of the first rule of Fight Club is, but the reality is if, if I'm creating something, a design or an advertisement or something, and I'm assuming it all makes sense to me or other things like that, you know, that's kind of the wrong way to approach that. So you want to have, again, the rule of six or multiple avenues with different messages to reach different people that may yes. kind of receive that differently or absorb that differently. But I think it's more than, I mean, because what I was saying is, is one way is the Geico approach where you just have a ton. So whether it's six or whether it's 24 or 50, you know, you're just around your president. People are aware that you exist. But if you have time to focus in on what makes you different, what makes you unique, what are you offering actually that is different? And that goes back to the initial kind of thought of, okay, every church is saying this. Yeah. So if you have to move past the all are welcome, we have free coffee, we have these things, you know, because you have to assume, you know, everybody has that. So what really differentiates you about what you're doing? Free, free coffee is bringing me in, Ben. Right, well, free yeah. free yeah. coffee is bringing me in. That's all you got. That's all you need. But, you know, <laughs> it's... um. You know, if you can really kind of, what's your kind of value proposition and does it differentiate you from other people, then it requires less collateral to connect with people. Because hmm. mainly the people that you're going to connect with really resonate with what you're saying. So those people are really going to respond to that, either yeah. come or maybe come for Easter or come later. But those are people that, that are going to stick most likely rather right. than having these kind of general messages and trying to like get a message, a general message to 50,000 people that is really going to be general for all of them. And so no one really resonates with it rather than when yeah. you, if you kind of sit down with your team and really determine, and that's not really, I mean, it's a creative process to some degree, but really it's a, who are we? What's our culture? What differentiates us? Why are we a church separated from the other church down the street or in our community? Yes. And once you define that, what you'll, what you'll realize is it takes less effort if you're just focusing on, because people already know, you say you're a church or, you know, a certain denomination, a church, people can kind of put that together. So don't waste time saying all are welcome. Yeah. Most people know they're welcome at churches. Hmm. The, the thing is, they just don't want to go, yeah, right? Or, that's true. You know, so don't waste your time on all the kind of general messages. People know those, but really focus on what, why are you your church? Yeah, and I think Why you're, are you not the other church? And that'll yes. be less collateral to, you know, then it, it could be postcard handouts or, you know, postcards that you give to your congregation or members or, you know, whatever you call it, your people, your tribe. Yeah. And make it hand out or other things, but it'll take less if you really have a distinct differentiator yeah. rather than general messages, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, it does. I There's actually, it, it'd be interesting to have that conversation maybe another time. It's, it is just enough off topic that I, I'd love to get into that maybe another time. But there are a lot of churches, I believe, who don't really know exactly who they are and who they reach. For instance, uh, years ago, I asked an elder when I was trying to kind of help, uh, I was leading a church and I tried to help them understand, you know, we're a certain kind of church, we're going to reach a certain kind of person. And I asked this elder, who are we trying to reach? Like, who are we? And he said, well, we're trying to reach everybody. And and that's not, if you just put out that kind of general, like you said, kind of all are welcome and just kind of these vague assumptions you don't really know, but if you know, like I know that my campus uh, that I lead is a 35-year-old with two kids campus. Now, do we have people who are 50 and 60? Yes, we do. Do we have Do we have teens? Yes, we do. But our predominant uh, demographic in our community and in our church is the mid-30 family 
with two kids, uh, very stable jobs, you know, high income, uh, you know, a lot of them government work and all those, like I know. So whenever we put information out, like when we come to you and say, Hey, we're trying to reach this certain kind of person or family, it, it, it speaks directly to them, not just that kind of general, Hey, everybody right. should, you know, there, it's kind of a focused effort on who we actually are. So I think church is really behind what you're saying. I would encourage church leaders to go and do the hard work of having a, a conversation on reality about who we are and who we're reaching because the reality is there's no church that reaches everybody. That just doesn't happen. So, um, yeah, so I'm with you on that. I just wanted to try to put that into ministry terms, um, for everybody kind of listening in. So I would encourage that work too. So anyway, I didn't mean to interrupt. Keep going. Well, now I've lost my uh, train of thought. (laughs) Now all is lost. I saw something shiny. All is lost. You know, That does happen. That ADD thing kicks in, something shiny, a new squirrel, you know? That's my favorite line, up squirrel. So we were just simply talking about all the the collateral stuff. And if you can refine your message, not just the general service time alone and the general all are welcome, but if you can kind of refine that that language, um, you're going to need less collateral, less print stuff. Yeah, and even going back to your idea is, so let's say you don't, so obviously almost a month, less than a month now until Easter. So if we're talking about this upcoming Easter specifically, you know, um, let's say you don't have all of that defined. And yeah. I think the next step is what are, let, let's say kind of you don't have that defined and also you have limited resources, yeah, primarily financially. Yes. And so really thinking about um, developing, rather than, when I say postcards, I don't mean direct mail. I mean producing collateral that you can hand out to people that go to your church that they can then use within, go back to their communities and use, whether that, yes. you know, postcards, whether that's A-frame signs, whether, you know, whether it's yard signs that they, they put up around the community or things like that, but what are ways, how, how are you equipping the people that go to your church to spread the message without all of that being yes. internally with your staff? Because again, your staff, it could range. You could have two people, you could have 10 people or, you know, so, you know, how do you utilize people that go to your church? Because they've, if we're talking business terms, they've bought in. Yes. They love you. They attend your church. You know, if you think about that. And so, how do you use them to kind of be the vehicle to deliver whatever messages? And so, and there's cost effective ways, especially online with online printing and other right. ways that you can get collateral produced cheaply, affordably, I should say, and then hand those out and yes. let the people that attend your church really help deliver that message back to their communities. Communities that you couldn't, on a limited budget, couldn't reach individually, but those people will be, you know, you never know where they're driving from or things like that. Absolutely. Um, Well, I mean, and you're very well aware of this, but at New Life, we always do invite cards. So we do invite cards of some kind. And one of the ways that we invest in that is not just to say, well, we're going to put up a banner, even though we do. And well, we're going to do more than just take out a newspaper ad, but we're going to put something in the hands of everybody at our church and say, you know, pray for somebody you want to invite and go and give this to them. And so we do, you know, even a business card size, because the reality is you can go onto uh, different websites, even just online and search like custom business cards, right? right? And you can plug in some pretty simple information. You can do a little bit of design stuff there on your own and very inexpensively, but a pretty high quality, uh, you know, ultimate design. You can have, a couple hundred business cards printed up, put them on the seats or on the pews, whatever your church context is, tell everybody to go and, and hand out five. And so that's a that's a way to get that into the hands of your people who, as you said, they're your bought in, they're your core, they're showing up, they're giving, they're right. serving. Let them help you drive that message out and not just rely on you know the sign on the side of the street that might actually get blown over and nobody's going to see it. So get that in, in the right. hands of your people. And just on a side note of that, we, I think the first time I heard about it was, was actually at New Life. And I've actually used this with other church plants or other churches in general because I love the idea. This doesn't necessarily relate to Easter, 
um, but A-frame signs to develop the the panels on each side, the artwork on each side, and the actual structure, the plastic A-frame sign. We used to do adopt a sign. Oh yeah, we so did. People would yeah. kind of you would you would buy the sign for a hundred bucks or however much it cost, maybe eighty bucks, and you would own that sign. Then you would take it back to your community, and on Friday afternoon you would set it up in a high traffic area and then you would be responsible for taking it down Sunday afternoon as you were leaving church and stuff. Yes. But what I loved about that is it was this idea of ownership. Not yep. ownership of the sign, but ownership of I'm a part of like we're all in this together. Yes. And I love that idea because whether you're a church of twenty thousand or a church of, you know, two hundred, it's involvement. And, and yeah. I think everybody loves that, being involved, kind of this idea of, yeah, I own it. I, I get to be a part of growing this and, you know, kind of sharing this and helping with communication. And so even with that, granted, that's just the sign, but it, it kind of to the bigger picture of, yeah, how do you get people to be involved in that? Because I think a lot of people do. Like if you give them the tools to be able to do it, because a lot of people can't think, you, you don't want to cash somebody be like, hey, Nancy, you're in charge of getting our invite business cards ordered. She's like, I don't know. You know, but if, if right. you're able to do that and then hand them out, like you were saying, it, you know, people, I think, want to be involved. And it's, you know, just looking into it, it's, it's simpler nowadays, you know, with yeah. definitely online stuff and just technology to be able to do that. And then the power behind that of being able to kind of cast kind of a vision to be able to say, you never know who you're praying for and you hand this card to that, that God may not use this to absolutely turn their marriage around. You don't know. They, they right. may be, they may be ready to quit on their marriage. They, you know, may be having issues with their children and struggles that you know nothing about. And who knows that this invite card doesn't get them in the door. They experience God. They experience the Easter story. And who knows if in a year they're not, you know, the ones you know, leading a new ministry or, you know, leading the way in something like a celebrate recovery or a marriage ministry or Definitely. something of that age. So even I would even tag on to, cause I totally agree with what you're saying. And then I would tag on to that when you hand those out, it's not just a, you know, it's not just a, you know, we want you to get rid of these here. Just make sure we, you know, it was money well spent, but no, really pray about the people who you're going to hand this to because you never know, you know, what God's going to do in their life and their marriage with their kids, with their whatever. And so you kind of tag that on, say this is a this is a vision opportunity. And so people do. You're right. They get pumped up about actually having a hand in life transformation and life change and, and right. changing somebody's eternity. Nobody, I think, really gets excited about being a part of a church that's just existing until the next Sunday and they hope to get by, you know. Well, yeah, and involved, yeah, and especially involvement, so people know, yes. yeah, they, you know, even throughout the week. But then they also know they they appreciate, oh, our church does have efforts, you know, out, you know, outreach or outward like efforts to reach people and stuff. And so sure. it also, yeah, helps with that. Absolutely. So you already just you kind of tapped on it just a little bit, and I'll, I'll kind of shift to that direction because you already mentioned it a little bit. But you mentioned the idea of, um, you know, like a church of two hundred or a church of a hundred, the smaller churches. <clears throat> um, for those churches that don't necessarily have, you know, for instance, we get to re we can rely on you, right? We can call you up and say, "Hey, <laughs> yeah. Ben, we got this big idea, this project. We need you to build something." You know, um, for some churches, and I know some of my listeners who come from you know smaller communities, smaller churches who don't necessarily have a quote, you know, branding guy end quote. They don't have that person. Um, what are some other ideas, maybe for them? Um, do you think that they could possibly, um, tap into, um, different ideas, creative solutions? Cause I mean, they may not necessarily have the ability to, you know, go out and purchase a, you know, 20 foot banner or, and some, some churches I right. know that were, are, who are, you know, financially, um, you know, kind of low enough that the idea of an A-frame banner even is, is a pretty big hit. So what, what just kind of things maybe come to mind for that kind of smaller church that may just need some creative, you know, maybe some, you know, like a creative idea or some juice to just get them going on this? Yeah. So, um, that's a good question. The, well, I think ultimately, so 
two things. Sometimes, you know, it can be analysis paralysis where you think about it too much or it's got to be uber creative and, and, you know, and then you end yeah. up not producing anything, right? And so, um, and I think especially, and this, is, this feels so, you know, just everybody says this, but the opportunity with social media, oh, yeah. at least starting there, you know, you can create things on your own to at least be out there. So let, let's say if you have no money, you know, you can't produce anything. Putting things out, and it, this is where it comes back to, okay, we have no money, and hopefully in that situation, you're getting together with your team, and you're like, all right, I mean, this is where the differentiator and really having a day or two days to evaluate what other people are doing. I'm not talking about your community, but what what's trending? You know, this is where the legwork comes in when you don't have fin- the financial resources to do something where it's like, hey, let's just produce a bunch of stuff. We can just spend a hundred grand on this. This is where it really comes down to sitting down and kind of doing this, kind of pounding the pavement of, okay, what's trending right now in in the world? You know, what on Facebook, everybody's seeing memes or uh, yeah. viral videos or whatever. How do we produce something like that? And then a bunch of those things or, or even hitting on different trends that are happening. Granted, I understand that, the, that there's also a risk of missing it. So you just come across as cheesy, but <laughs> ultimately, like if you, if you sit down and you kind of understand like what makes us different, what, you know, what are we trying to say? And, and I'm sure someone, you know, or even shoot it on an iPhone, you know, that type of stuff. And, and, Another thing I was going to bring up is, I think, earlier on, talking about the GEICO approach. The GEICO approach is you have a budget of a million dollars or more, and you can just do whatever you want. The other thing is Dollar Shave Club. Hmm. The Dollar Shave Club, they shot that video, I think, for $6,000. Granted, um, $6,000 is relative, so that's a lot. I mean, that's a lot, depending on where you're coming from. Sure. But that, that video, and not everything's going to be a viral video. You know, right. So you can't just make a viral video. It has to go. You can make a video and then it does it. But I just want to clear that up. But they did that on a limited budget. But they sat down and wrote something that was funny, was true to them, true to who they wanted to be, and and who they were trying to reach. And they just shot it. It took them. It took them a bunch of times to get that kind of single shot. I mean, they had a couple cuts in there, but to get that, yeah. But overall, they paid the editor someone that could edit it. But the point I'm trying to make is that was their thing. They didn't yep. have to spend, you don't see them anywhere else. I mean, nowadays, I mean, I'm, this was seven years ago, I think, or six years ago, but now they have commercials and stuff because they've grown. But the point I'm trying to make is if you sit down and can really say, okay, what are we trying to say? How do we make this? It doesn't necessarily have to be funny, but how do we do something? Because everybody has access to a video. Is it right. going to be the best video? No, but we watch YouTube all day long and we see awesome videos, either awesomely amazing or awesomely awful, <laughs> shot on YouTube, right. on iPhones, that <clears throat> make an impression. Yep. And I think it's one of those, or not one of those, but it's that kind of, if, if the budget isn't there to produce stuff, then really the leg work is sitting down and, you know, trying to figure out how do we produce collateral online or other places and encourage people to share them yeah. online and make something mm-hmm. worth sharing, you know, and yeah. also, you know, have, have also, I mean, and within those meetings, have, a, have space for people to be like, this is cheesy or this is going to work or whatever. And I appreciate that everybody has a different sense of humor and all those things. And so again, it doesn't have to be humorous, but you have the ability to get out there without having to spend a ton on, cards but yeah i mean vistaprint not to plug anybody but vistaprint now owes you some money for this but i mean you can, yeah i mean but a lot of those online places you can get business cards you get a thousand for 30 bucks right you know so yep. there isn't so even with that there isn't much of a excuse of hey why aren't we producing something to get out there and that's why you know yeah. But at least with social media, there's a way to do that. Even through testimonials, you know, even if you're just shooting people talking about their story and stuff, you know, yeah. it could be very much like a I am second type feel. But 
Yeah, and honestly, to be to be honest with you, Ben, I don't even think um, it needs to be. Well, we all know I am second is extremely high quality. I mean, the money invested in those is probably, I don't know, it's probably outrageous. But I mean, it's a very high quality. But honestly, how many people have a really nice iPhone or kind of Android device in their pocket? I'm not going to plug Android too much, but how many have a really nice iPhone in their pocket? And can right. and can walk around to a volunteer, say on Sunday morning, serving in their children's ministry, and get 15 seconds of footage on a video, real quick, with them saying, "Hey, you know, my name's Sally, and I love you know X church because this, and I love serving kids, and kids are you know, and almost like a 15 second um, promo, and then they say something to the effect of." Hope to see you on Easter. You know, here's our service time, Joe. Something real quick, right. even that just shares the story of somebody real quick is also a pretty simple thing to do. And then again, you know, your Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, those places are all free. It doesn't cost you money to just put it out there. Now, if you right. want to, you know, make those posts like advertisements and you want to sponsor them and you you can spend money and you can hit a certain demographic and you can do all that. And that's a whole other conversation too but you can use facebook advertising twitter ads all that kind of stuff also but i mean even just those simple story videos like what you're saying you know 15 30 seconds long even on a sunday morning tells a pretty neat story for people in your community to let them know who you are and what you're about and lets them see the face of people who enjoy you know being a part of it so i mean yeah there's some there's some great stuff even even with that and social media i think plays a huge part in that yeah, and it, you know, and I would just disclaimer: don't overload everybody with. I mean, social media. You know, we all have those friends that post too much. <laughs> it's typically stuff that you don't. It's like you know, the adopt a puppy or something. It, it, the horrendous situation of animals, and you're like, dude, why are you sharing this with me on a Friday? Or you know, but <laughs> I didn't want to cry today. Yeah, yeah, I don't know why the puppy example came up, but you know, that, was, that was the last thing I saw on social media. But it was, it, but it was, you know, yeah. So you just want to be careful. You don't want to, you want to be intentional about. Yes. And I think that's what you were saying. Like, it's not just let's put out a bunch of images with inspirational quotes or Bible verses or something. Like that. Be intentional and really tell. I guess the big, the big idea is you're online or in print, you know, you have a bunch of ways to tell your story and you just need to make sure that it's your unique story. Yes. Right. And, and what you were talking about, like with, you know, have a walkthrough of your church, you know, a lot of people are scared of church. Yeah. They don't know what to expect. I mean, I know in years past going to new churches, like you, once I walk in the doors, I don't, I don't know. And that doesn't go for church. I mean, that goes if I, I haven't been in a mall in a while, but if I walk <laughs> through a mall, like this is overwhelming and why am I here and I'm trying to return these jeans. But it, you know, <laughs> it, but it's like, you know, even those things just have, do a walkthrough, do a, do a 30 second or a minute walkthrough of like, Hey, if you don't know our church, here's what, here's what to expect. You know, and you'd be surprised like a lot of people that's that could be a hurdle or a wall for a lot of people. I don't know what to expect. Yeah. I don't know I know what church is, maybe from what I've grown up with, but um you know, hopefully hopefully through through all of it, all the collateral you produce, you know, you're helping people understand who you are and what to expect and to feel comfortable when they finally get to that point where it's like, Yeah, I'll go. Yep. Um Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, what, what I was hearing, um, if I could sum this up, I'm a preacher, right? So I'm trying to sum all this up into like a nice little, you know, bow tie here. Um, (laughs) what, what I'm really hearing from you are, um, you know, really kind of having that strong understanding of identity. Who are we? Who are we reaching? Who are we trying to reach? Like what's the makeup of who we are? So that, um, that identity piece, the, what's our story piece, um, for instance, I, I was in another church um, a couple weeks ago, and a guy gave me a tour of his church building and walked. They have an entire hallway with a what's our um, kind of a what's your story wall that just tells the story of the church. And they have this entire wall with images and newspaper clippings that tell the story of the church from like 1937 on. Like they, they know very oh, cool. well this is our story, and they, they're proud of it, and they share it, and whatever. 
But just kind of knowing that that story piece, identity, story, who we are, and then you're hitting on some good stuff here too, what to expect, which honestly plays into not only all the collateral print pieces, banners, uh, invite cards, all those kinds of things, but also plays into those story videos of, of, like you said, what you can expect. You're posting that on social media. Here's what to expect when you show up Sunday. We're going to, you know have free hot coffee ready for you and you're going to come in these doors and you're going to, you know, say hi to a guy right here who's going to open the door for you and then come worship with us and drop your kids off here. And, you know, those kinds of things are really great. And honestly, um, anybody can do it because they've all got, you know, video cameras on their phones in their pocket. And so they can make something, you know, that's pretty nice and put that out there for people to see. So yeah, absolutely. That's good. I would just, I would just clarify. So the, the front end of that, like, Number one is not, it's, it's not, I mean, it is knowing who you are, but more importantly, it's what makes you different. And that is, you know, because ultimately if we, if we think about churches, all churches, this is going to sound horrible. All churches are the same to some degree in the way that they think about who they are. And I'm, I'm talking about the outside looking in. I'm not talking about theology or anything like that, but I'm talking about from, a person looking from the outside in, and this kind of touches back on what I was saying, is be careful, because your story, my story, or, well, I won't go into individual stuff, but it's, your story could be very similar to every other church's story, if it's just in the general, like what, right? and not necessarily a story, but like who we are, can get very general very quickly. And so the point is, and, and it may be an exercise of listing those things out, because every, it, yeah. even your values, your values can be, uh, we're safe, we're welcoming, we want to support people and stuff like that. But that can be very similar to somebody else's. But sure. So you really need to hone in. And that's where I think with a lot of that stuff, whether you have limited resources or a ton of resources, so once you define that and you start using that and leading with that, the people you connect with are going to be the people, you're going to have stronger connections with people you know, so yeah. I think more importantly, know your story and tell your story. I think that's super important, but also know what you like. Whoever's listening, like if you're a church planner or if you belong to a church, like you're starting this church or you belong to a certain church for a reason. You didn't go to the church down the street or do something different or right. It, go to the church down the street or be involved in their team. You decide to start something on your own or you're leading a new initiative right now. And why did you do that? And so you really need... That's a great question. That's what's so, that's what's so important is, is you're a church planner because you believe... And let's be honest, I mean, outside of the Amazon or Papua New Guinea, you know, there's churches everywhere, right? So you, you're starting a new church. People are going to be like, oh my gosh, a church. I'm so glad now that I have access to a church. That's just not the case. But you have an ideology of the way that it should be done yeah. and you need to tap into that and re- that should be your core focus of how you communicate because yes. you can get so into the generalities very quickly with whatever other church is doing. You really need to hone into why am I doing this? Like, why do I, why do I choose to be a part of this or start this? And that is really your, your value proposition. Like that is your differentiator. Yeah. No, that's very good, dude. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I totally agree with you. And that's That's my soapbox. That was my soapbox right there. Hey, I I like it. That's a it's a great soapbox (laughs) and you're and and that's part of that's part of what you do whenever we sit down with you and start talking through stuff. Um, you know, you're gonna help us kind of figure that out. You you actually helped me with that when I was starting the podcast. Like you're like, Okay, what what sets you apart? What's gonna make this different? What's it about? And and you really had me wrestling through uh, a lot of that stuff. And so, yeah, I mean, I, um, I know exactly what you're saying and I totally agree with you. So yeah, it's a great soapbox to get on. I, I totally agree with yeah. that. Well, thank you. <laughs> hey, yeah, no problem. No problem. Um, so, Hey, I usually give, um, guests just kind of the last word. If you have anything else you want to add, you're welcome to share, um, you know, kind of other thoughts or you're welcome to just kind of share, Hey, this is how you, um, can reach me and, see, uh, you know, kind of get a hold of you at Brand Army or just tap into some of the stuff you do. So you can just kind of have the last word here, Ben. It's all it's another soapbox, right a second soapbox. Oh, yeah. So anyway, I was playing Words with Friends, and I really got stuck. Uh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, what I, 
Yeah, well, I think in closing, you know, there's no excuse not to be doing something with advertising, you know, or, or communicating out to your community. And I just encourage everybody to think about what that looks like and really sit down and say, if we have no money, how do we get this message out? You know, and what, you know, a quote that's really stuck with me over time that I use or I, I relate to a lot of people is from uh, Stuart Henderson Britt. And it's doing business without advertising is like winking at a girl in the dark. You know <laughs> what you're doing, but no one else does. That's awesome. And and it's, so it's imperative. Don't get hindered or paralyzed by thinking this isn't creative or this isn't, you know, yeah, excellence. You want it, you want it to be great. You want it to look like all the Fortune 100 ads you see during the Super Bowl and stuff like that, or the big game, sorry. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> Don't get hindered by that. Just make sure your message is authentic and you're delivering that, you know, and and people will resonate with that. Just be you and don't, you know, if you're not humorous or you're not a certain way, don't try to be that. Just be yeah. you and, yeah. and get that message out as much as you can, you know, without annoying the people around you. But, you know, that's what, uh, yeah, hopefully that's encouraging because I know a lot of times like kind of the thing is, Oh, we don't have a branding guy or a design guy or right. whatever. And you kind of, you know, be you and not necessarily look at other, you know, you don't have to look at the church's website down the street and emulate that or copy that to get to that level. I think people will appreciate, you know, you'll find that people that are, will resonate with you just being you. And those are the people that right. will be members or whatever, you know, whatever the term is, go to your church for the longest amount of time sure. and really participate because they, they yeah, connect with what you're doing. Absolutely. Yeah, I totally agree. Plus, um, that's part of why I wanted to have you on was to be able to speak from that side of, you know, the of the branding guy. But then to hear you say you don't necessarily need the branding guy. Um, there's a lot of other opportunities out there for you, some great tools. And, you know, like you said, websites like Vistaprint and places like that. So uh, I, I appreciate hearing that from you as well. Um, because I can tell from you and I know you though, uh, for have known you for years that, you know, that's, it's not just about business making money. Hey, give me a call. I want to make a quick buck, but it's about a ministry mindset that you've kind of employed into what you do. And so for that, I, you know, I, I really appreciate you for that as well. So I'm, I'm glad you brought that up, but, um, all right. Hey Ben, so how can people, for instance, if somebody does want to take a look at some of your work or maybe they are, uh, kind of in our area and they would like to contact you, um, how, how can people reach you? Oh yeah. So, uh, my email address is Ben at brandarmy.org. And if you want to look, I have a, uh, at my work, my more for, uh, brandarmy.org is where my kind of featured formal work is. And it hasn't been updated in forever. So, don't hate me because it's uh, outdated, but kind of my more <laughs> well done, stuff. well done, branding <laughs> guy. Yeah, exactly. What is it? The the uh, shoemaker's son doesn't have new shoes or whatever. <laughs> like I don't have time <laughs> to update my site. But well, I do update. You know, if you want to just see kind of casual stuff that I've always shooting of stuff I'm doing, you can go to Instagram Brand Army and see me there. And um, that's kind of the more up to date when I take pictures of hey, here's what I'm working on and stuff. But uh, I'd love to hear from you. Yeah, you know, if you even have questions, it's not about a business thing, but if you're just like, hey, I'm struggling with this, uh, feel free to email me and I'll do the best I can to kind of address specifically. And that's kind of my strength is rather than talking in general terms, like yeah. tackling specific issues or struggles or trying to find solutions for stuff. So yeah, feel free to email me and just be like, hey, we're trying to do this. And I, yeah, I'd love to either email you back or some time to talk and just do that because, um, yeah, because my heart is really in helping, you know, people, especially in ministry, try to navigate just all the different ins and outs. Because I, I yep. know it can be trying at times. Yeah, no, I I appreciate that about you, my friend. So, thanks thanks for being like that. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I know I know you were doing it all for me, Ben. I know. <laughs> Hey, dude. Um, all right. Well, hey, I really appreciate your time. And uh, I, I know maybe at some point we could um, maybe even have a conversation, dive into some more of the uh, specifics, because I, I know you do like to get there with this conversation. Uh, but maybe someday course, we'll, yeah. uh, we'll be able to do it again and dive into some of the more, um, you know, just kind of detailed piece of the uh, pieces of all this and uh, see where that goes. 
That'd be great. So, all right, cool, man. Well, thanks for your time. I'll uh, thanks so I'll, much for having me. Yeah, man. I'll That's chat with awesome. you later. All right, man. All right, see ya. Bye. All right, influencers, there you have my conversation with Ben Osterhaus of Brand Army. I'm grateful to him for coming on to the show. Hey, the reality is that the branding and promoting and advertising conversation can go into some pretty incredible depths. And uh, so I really understand on the show we can only get so far with that. So definitely want to encourage you to take advantage of Ben's offer. Shoot him an email. If this sparks kind of a specific question for you of, okay, exactly how do I do that? Help me take a next step there. Take advantage. Shoot Ben an email. Fantastic guy. Um, He'd love to reach out to you and uh, hopefully provide some great insight for you. Uh, So definitely take advantage of that uh, for sure. I'm going to include links Um, To all the details and things that we talked about in the show, those are all going to be in the show notes. Uh, So if you need the reminder on a couple of those things that we talked about, I'm going to toss those in there for you. uh, So there's no need to to try to remember what was said because I'm going to put all that down for you. So next week on the show, just to give you guys some uh, kind of a heads up on what's coming next, we're going to dive next week into uh, the Easter service itself. So where we've been so far, part one was simply events, kind of the fun things you do leading up to Easter. Um, Today's topic was simply about how do you stand out in the crowd a little bit, um, what makes you different and unique, uh, kind of on the landscape of churches. And so we talked about that today. But now we're assuming that after a great event and after some great promotion, um, the people are going to show up at your church on Sunday. They're going to show up for the thing you have going on. And so we're going to talk about the Easter uh, Sunday service itself, creative elements, um, all the parts that go into that, things to think through, questions you may have. So if there's a specific question you have, about Easter Sunday itself, the service itself. I'd love to hear from you. Reach out to me on Facebook at Stan Rada. Uh, you can also reach me on Twitter at Stan Rada. Um, hit me up and say, hey, for part three, I've got a question about the service itself. What about this? How about this? What if? Um, and reach out to me. I'd love to be able to use your questions to kind of help uh, guide the conversation and to make this podcast beneficial to you, a useful resource for you. Uh, So reach out to me if you happen to have any questions about the Easter Sunday service itself, what you're going to do on Easter Sunday morning. Um, Other than that, guys, thanks so much uh, for being here, for being a part uh, of the Stan Rada podcast, a part of this growing community. Uh, We're up to around 135 subscribers, and that is awesome. This is episode 30, 135 subscribers. I love it. It's fantastic. I would love your help uh, just to reach out a little bit more. So if you are enjoying uh, some of the content, if you're enjoying some of the interviews and uh, just some of the information you get, it would mean a lot to me. If you would just help me spread the word, uh, you can share it on Facebook. You can, if you follow me on Twitter, you can just take anything I put out there uh, and retweet it. Help me spread the word. I would love to try to get to about 200 subscribers. Uh, so I'd love to get there. Uh, and with your help, I think we can definitely do it. So would love to have your help uh, with that. So feel free to uh, help me with that if you uh, if you would like. And that would mean a lot to me. Um, all right, guys. So uh, until next week, when we continue our conversation on all things Easter, I hope you all have an amazing week. And uh, that God continues doing some great things in your life and in your ministry. I'll catch you all next week here uh, on the Stan Rada Podcast.